Okay, I'm ready to go. So I'm gonna go over to Canva and create a visual while I talk about it. See what that does for the format for this episode. So, let's see. I'm focusing on the self and the different parts of it. As I know it to be, there are four parts of the self. So I'm gonna use um, the mind, the soul, the body, and the heart as those four parts when I refer to the self. And just allow that to be used so when we reference it with the different parts of life we talk about comes up and compared with what part of the self that's speaking to. So within each part of the self there are three components that make up that state and what it can do for you and the information it holds and offers back when recalled. And we'll start with the mind. The mind's components are in a certain order where imagination or vision is at the top and lessons um, follow the objectives. So first is vision, second objectives, and three lessons is what the mind stores and offers you in any given moment for any particular thought that you have. And thought is the key word as that's what we're trying to get from each of these selves in order to trust and expect a decision to play out as desired versus um, how it actually plays out. And the mind offering those three perspectives um, allows you to have a source location that you focusing in on allows you to understand uh, what each objective is that you care to perform while navigating to, through, and from that envisioned space. And then the lessons learned that uh, has been encountered that you don't have to avoid because you know that they exist and you're aware of where they exist. When the mind has these three lights on and is working um, to par with the person experiencing the thought, it can typically equate to a visual in the head that reminds you of some kind of top-down map or some kind of overall path that you should take. But the objectives is a list of a list of things to either achieve, review. Uh, navigate to or around and lessons can also be um, a list and also a path of all the things to avoid and not navigate through or to or else you'll come upon some kind of error and you realize or learn that you have to kind of start over from scratch if you do have to start over from scratch and you want to come back to the mind and analyze which vision, objective, or lesson to modify, 
prepare for or practice more. Um, just understand kind of the mind frame to get into. With vision, it's going to be a visual. It's going to be some kind of a map. It's going to be some kind of a path. With objectives, it's going to be a list of what to do or a list of materials, a list of feedback or a list of places to navigate to or review. And then lessons is also a list of things that were um, recently or aptly um, communicated to avoid or something that because you know it's going to lead to a known error or delay or possible error or delay that uh, is realistic. Some things you want to look out for when you are preparing, practicing, and modifying these areas of the mind is like which which path markers, which objectives listed, which lessons learned are no longer valid this time around uh, are actually valid and could be modified also. Like it's changed since the last time. The preparation, practice, and modification that I'm referring to is actually like this check that the body does because as it performs these three things, those are the three things that the body typically does with um, various form of thought. So if you want to go from A to B, based on the vision in your mind, you're going to want to prepare for that. You're going to practice that path a certain number of times and you're going to modify it along the way because you will, over time of practice, understand different ways uh, that become aware to you that you weren't aware of before. And some other things about the body in regards to the preparation, practice, and modification that the, the body the body and the state of the body kind of adapts to is understanding what's needed in order to properly prepare for a vision, for an objective, for a lesson, in order to practice this vision, this objective, this lesson, what you should be doing, what your body is to be doing or should be doing um, that leads to the happy path or happy result. And with the modification of a vision, a lesson or objective, you start to understand there are things that the body um, can do and things that you would prefer it to do, either better or at all. So modifications are, are considered so that the vision, the objective, and the lesson can be achieved by the, the self that is performing it. There are multiple versions of certain visions that have variations of objectives and lessons because of the part of the path that a particular self navigates. So those are things to also consider is that, you know, are there versions of the objectives to follow based on who you are? So when you're in a group setting and you're um, educating people or reminding them or pre-guiding them before they take a path to explore and achieve objectives and kind of recall the lessons that should still be avoided or need to be further avoided. You can kind of get uh, unique instances of this in the field or in a room or in an experience with that self because the in real time feedback you get tends to have a uh, like an emotional kickback with each um, with each step that is carried out, which whether it's on the path of the vision to understand that, the objectives for how the body can prepare, how to 
um, execute that and the lessons as far as how the heart can um, learn and understand and grow uh, from that without a sense of a negative feeling of blame, sadness, um, embarrassment, um, uh, discouragement, etc. So, which brings me to the heart. And the heart has three components that it cycles through when when considering feedback of a particular prepared, practiced, or modified thing um, or routine. And that is the completion of it, uh, some kind of temporary failure or temporary stuckness or temporary concern, and then the options that can be considered so that way that failure can be turned to um, a success over the next few steps because uh, if it's if it's a temporary failure and it's something that wasn't a previous lesson it just needs a few more things to for the self to get that into a habit of either alleviating it fully or practicing it so that way it becomes committed to the lessons uh, portion of the mind so when you see it again you don't it doesn't fill you up or trip you up or make you stuck but you're aware of it as far as your lessons go as far as uh how to complete it what you actually got stuck on and what the options were that you consider to get uh, through it with these three elements it's interesting to see the emotional state that goes along with it when something is completed, um, typically after a modification or just a run through practice that went well, there's this completion feeling of, yes, it's done. It's out of the way. Send it out. Um, there is a celebration with this too, because you have an example that something was done successfully. You can mimic that again and again and again. If, um, if it's done to your liking and you want to repeat it or share it with others to be done a certain way or yourself as far as practicing a, a good habit. This is um, a part of the heart that makes you so proud and happy and relief also because it's just done. Even though there is a sense of um, not bittersweetness, but there is almost a negative feeling when it does end um, because the next one you just hope that it will be, it will also go into a state of completion. The second one is bigger component therefore receives a little bit more focus at times and that is this temporary failure that comes up there is a sense of i'm stuck it's stuck it's just not working i tried everything i don't know what to do um uh, this this just absolutely was not what i wanted at all as an outcome and then that's that stems from this preparation practice and modification of something when it comes out in an undesired state, the way it was prepared, uh, routinely executed or, or modified, it, it just wasn't what you expected. And as you translate that with your heart, it's like it failed. It failed you. You failed it. And it could even stem from like the original vision, the objectives and the lessons and some oversight or some new element that wasn't really committed to the mind fully before it was physically executed or during physical execution that just happened to be a mishap because focus changed to another uh, request or response altogether from a, a different area of life or project and some something caused it to not be successful something wasn't seen something 
wasn't thought of, something wasn't done, something wasn't said, and therefore led to this kind of block. A way out of that block or away from that block or to identify that block safely and just know that it's going to be solved is a part of the heart that opens up um, the possibility of options. Like, well, this isn't the way it is going to be forever, so then what causes it to change? What would be the modification that would that the body would need to make? Or what is the lesson that we should learn based on what we can discover as the correct path or a better way? So with options, this is typically advised, whether it's self-advised or advice from someone else, there are options that you can consider that you it was behind the block and so you didn't see it so it kind of sheds light onto it or it just kind of reminds you what's possible when you kind of glitch out because you're just like oh no it broke what do i do and you kind of have this instant panic options allow you um, a sense of relief also not as big as completion but this idea that we want to just resolve whatever is in our way um, happens whether uh, by finishing it or by providing an option toward resolve or upgrading it in some way. I don't really have much else to say about that um, except that this, the heart space is very emotional so it's actually uh, can trip up the mind a lot, which trips up the body. Um, when you complete something, sometimes you can be in such excitement that the current vision, objective, or lesson, uh, it, it blocks your listening in a way. So if you do have a sense of completion, failure, or option, you just definitely want to keep in mind like your listening focus, basically, like your attention to a space as you are in this space. So with failure, you know, you don't want to hop out if there's something else you could see. With failure, you don't want to stop following the instructions. If there's something you can see with the current instruction that you could change. Um, with the preparation, you don't want to hop out of whatever you're doing just in case you catch on to what you're doing that you're not doing right. And um, not to downplay any advice if you haven't thought about it in real time playing out uh, in resolving this uh, failure. So even though there's a feeling of being stuck um, in the component of the heart, temporary failure or temporary stuckness, it's an invitation to open up the experience to another perspective. And in that consideration, if it is considered, it takes you to a new knowing. So in order to do that, you have to take a chance on one of the options and consider it. Sometimes these options are like at the bottom of the list as far as priority goes, but also whatever's at the top of the list is not available. And then sometimes this could be the only option when nothing else is available. And then sometimes this could be at the top and it requires certain resources time, place, uh, material, um, or other people to carry out. So you would just need to think about um, the worth of it and the outcome, which leads me to the soul. So basically, the soul is like, has these components of like decision, request, and response, where you decide, okay, I know the issue and I know the options I have, and I'm pretty set on a particular outcome, which is a, a good outcome. 
And based off what I see presented in front of me, the most achievable outcome that I see possible is this. Not really blocking out the best one just because I don't have all the pieces just yet. So depending on the option that you select, when you get to the decision side of the soul self, there is a sense of like when you're playing poker and you want to go forward straight and you do need one more card, but you are waiting for uh, the turn and the refer. Well, how willing are you to go and bet? How much are you willing to bet and how far are you willing to go into your own, like, expending your own energy, knowing the odds that that card that you need can pop up? And also, what if your the turn has already come and you still need that one card so you have less chance of it showing up? Uh, how does how does that alter like your belief and your desire? When certainty takes over, you just go for whatever you feel is necessary at the time because of the, because of the realistic layout of what has um, occurred. And any one of these parts of the self, you have like this courageous self and this fearful self. And they sometimes switch places. And your courageous self could know everything about the vision, the lesson, the objectives of the mind and everything. And the preparation and the practice and the mode of the body and all that. And even the like successes and the failures and the options of the heart. Um, and, and also like the decision of like what to do next. And sometimes fear can take over. Um, and if you're stressed or something like that, or if the experience or occurrence is new, uh, if you're kind of uncertain how to progress because something pop up that wasn't on the path that showed itself, uh, especially with the options, you're just like, well, there's not a map for this. I don't see this option on the map or anything. So you kind of take it a chance. It just alters your emotion behind it. And as long as you understand what the outcome is going to be, it's usually a good indicator of the choice that you should take. And then after that, you just request what you need. So, in poker, you know, if all you need is a king of spades, or just a spade, or a king, then you kind of push that forward, like knowing that's all you need. Like, yes, that's all I need is a king. And you kind of just revel in the celebration, like that's all you need and you know it's going to be delivered. That kind of hope can generate a positive response and give you what you want. And either way, whatever that is, a response does come. So you're playing poker and the ripper card turns over, that's the response. From there, you can gauge, you know, if you experience a temporary failure, and if it was a completion or a success, um, and also like the options that you could consider. Like, oh, I actually saw, I also had like, a, a flush that was also available there that was also building and this helps you to get an understanding of the f the the field as a whole in poker and i don't want to bring up too many poker analogies but it's just what i go to to understand certain perspectives where other players will have certain cards and the choices and options available could like lean you in the direction of even understanding what like other people have around you to offer that's available um, based on like their behaviors too. So there is a solo and a group 
dynamic that goes along with these these selves and when you connect with another self and then you understand their current vision and lessons that they're learning and the objectives that they're exploring and learning about it it also opens up this a perspective to understand like their physical self their heart self their soul self in addition to their mind self so that's just an overall gist of the four parts of self with a little bit of a poker analogy i do like to use playing cards to kind of track even like smaller components of the mind um the soul the body and the heart so for example there are 13 playing cards from two to ace and between each of those cards they've actually been assigned each of these elements around the self so two um, is actually observation which is in between response and vision and um, there is eight or not eight but almost like a delivery kind of card which i'm not sure what that is but there is a space between modification and completion where whatever was worked on something about that is delivered it's sent to somebody sent it's kind of like a if you're doing something for somebody else you're sending that to them like some kind of iteration or version of it so because when you understand that it's completed or failed it's because of that feedback that came back and this could be kind of like publishing something or seeing something as published or seeing it from some kind of like oh the public gets to access this or some audience member gets to review this point of view uh, between modification and completion and there's another card that I haven't defined yet between like the, the suggested options and a decision that is like just engagement, which is the equivalent of like options being uploaded so they can be decided. It's like when you go on LinkedIn and you apply for jobs, me as a candidate, I'm being considered as an option and then someone will pick from a pool that I've submitted myself to. And then they will say, yeah, let's do this next. So much like your thoughts, there is like an engagement Pass where not every option is going to go through that. So there is some kind of criteria being set with your observation between response and vision, between lessons and preparation, between modification and completion, and between suggested options and whatever you decide to consider next. And then again between response and vision, and it just kind of it's just kind of like where the two kind of sits for me. And then three is. Uh, vision and four is objectives the five card is lessons the six card is preparation the seven card is practice the eight card is modifications then we go to the nine card being completion the ten card being failure temporary stuckness and jack card becomes suggested options the queen card becomes decisions to consider next the king card becomes a request or something that you ask for, and the ace is the response. The ace turns into the nine once the response is acceptable. The king card can transition into a nine, meaning the request has been completed. Um, a decision can be completed. So you can see, like, when a card such as an ace can pop up, and then if you were to kind of connect that to the occurrences that happen after that response you find that there are certain cards that kind of pop up after or they're paired with it often so when you get a response it's basically going to be gauged by the heart 
and then once the heart says it's successful you're probably just going to toss it or deliver it somewhere or kind of put it in a place where it's it's being reviewed by others which I don't really have a card for that because it's not in the self anymore it's somebody else's thing to worry about it's on somebody else's self you know plate and um, or there could be a temporary failure in which case it stays with you the accountability is still with yourself um, and then you want to push it up or around this kind of a grid to wherever you could say you could say okay um, I realized that I've got to practice a habit it depends sometimes you can jump um, around the self and understand where the more mature thought lies versus if you're super new to a particular currency you need to learn a little bit more about yourself or how to resolve it so it can go up to suggested options in which case you reach out to peers or your, your inner self and pull on some kind of advice or step or objective that would lead you to resolve some other things to note about this is the groupings of each of these so vision lessons and objectives and that's from the mind if you look at these as a group here's three areas that you go to to create to know what you want and to know what you don't want and with the body here's these three areas that allow you to uh, practice habit to practice getting ready to practice the use of to practice modifying which gets you used to doing The next one, like the heart, those components um, really allow you to give feedback, really allow you to speak up. So your heart definitely uses like your voice or some kind of communication platform to express your rating, your review, just what you thought of it in a way that allows you to focus on the pieces that matter, what, what was completed that you like, what, what basically is complete in your mind, not just done and pushed out, but when you look at it, piece by piece they're put together very well they're just to your liking there's no other failures um, no other asks no other objectives or lessons or anything you can think of this nothing nothing that needs to be practiced that you can see it's just it's just good to go and so the heart allows you to give that, that kind of honest feedback based on what's put out with the soul those three areas really allow you to be truthful you know request what it is you really want um accept things as they are even though the heart will gauge it they're in the soul space there is a sense of like you got to take this in for what it is first like the fact that you received it and that brings a sense of joy a lot of times request tends to bring um the composer in us out so because we have to craft kind of as we do it's like transferring things from a to b in a in a local space where your eyes are understanding the distance between um where something currently is and where it should go where the, the state something is in and what it needs to be in or um how much you have and how much you need and that forms your request and that also comes from a place of truth in order to satisfy like that temporary failure or stuckness that you're trying to overcome 
Sometimes what happens in between these is there is a change of perspective where you're considering more or less than what should be considered. So you'll think, you know, for this particular failure or whatever, you just need this amount of money, this amount of time. And then along the way with requests, there's a fear that seeps in that says, no, 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 you, you just need a little bit more. And you have to constantly check, like, is fear defining this space or is my higher self or my true self, my certain self, the self that's more aware of like what's actually, you know, should be going on here is defining these spaces. So when you have a thought, you could just watch it, move around, even log it in different places because the thought starts as, you know, you observe what you, def you define or observe what you want. And then you can just put it in different, these different components of yourself to see what they think about it at any given time. Even if you understand the actual flow of it, to start to break apart a, a thought or an experience as it's happening and understanding it could exist, any of these things are possible at any time, starts to open your mind up to not just going along with the flow, but being um, available and aware enough to handle changes of any kind and not just expecting the happy path all the time, but knowing that lessons and failures, uh, they tend to be the bigger boxes on the board, in addition to practice and requests. But because there are two sides that benefit you, practice and request, and two sides that don't seem to benefit you in real time, which is lessons and failure, because of how you can react versus respond in the moment, you just, it, enables you and triggers you to want to keep this all in balance so the thoughts that come in where do they go do they instantly go to vision um, is it something that's coming back